0: Hello everyone and welcome back to come follow me today a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives My name is caleb stanford and thank you for joining me as we accept christ's invitation to follow him today For those of you new to the show, we're studying the book of mormon another testament of jesus christ Loosely following the study curriculum of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints And today we're going to be starting the book of third nephi chapters one to seven If you think this episode would be beneficial for someone you know, feel free to hit the share button at the end, and don't forget to rate the podcast to make it easier for others to find. All right, everyone, it's showtime. It's been nine months since we started this podcast, 400 pages of prophecy, and 600 years of war, peace, and everything in between for the Nephites and Lamanites as we've all waited together for Christ to be born. It's now been a few years since Samuel the Lamanite came to the Nephites and told everyone that Christ was coming in just a few years, and that the sign of his coming would be two consecutive days of light with no night in between. Well, despite this seemingly great news, the Nephites are in rough shape right now. A small minority of them have been waiting diligently for this sign to occur, having faith in Christ's coming, but the more part of them have run out of patience and have drawn a line in the sand. Quote, Now it came to pass that there was a day set apart by the unbelievers, that all those who believed in those traditions should be put to death, except the sign should come to pass, which had been given by Samuel the prophet. Now it came to pass that when Nephi, the son of Nephi, saw this wickedness of his people, his heart was exceedingly sorrowful. And it came to pass that he cried mightily unto the Lord all that day. And behold, the voice of the Lord came unto him saying, lift up your head and be of good cheer. For behold, the time is at hand, and on this night shall the sign be given, and on the morrow come I into the world. Behold, I come unto my own, to fulfill all things which I have made known unto the children of men from the foundation of the world. And behold, the time is at hand, and this night shall the sign be given. And it came to pass, that the words which came unto Nephi were fulfilled. For behold, at the going down of the sun there was no darkness. And the people began to be astonished, because there was no darkness when the night came. And they began to know that the Son of God must shortly appear. For they knew that the prophets had testified of these things for many years, and that the sign which had been given was already at hand. And they began to fear because of their iniquity and their unbelief. And it came to pass that the sun did rise in the morning again, according to its proper order. And they knew that it was the day that the Lord should be born. And it came to pass also that a new star did appear. According to the word. And it came to pass that from this time forth there began to be lyings sent forth among the people by Satan to harden their hearts, to the intent that they might not believe in those signs and wonders which they had seen. But notwithstanding these lyings and deceivings, the more part of the people did believe and were converted unto the Lord. And it came to pass that Nephi went forth among the people and also many others, baptizing unto repentance, in the which there was a great remission of sins. And thus the people began again to have peace in the land, quote. Jesus Christ has been born. The sign that was prophesied of his birth has come to pass. The majority of the people have chosen to believe, despite their previous lack of faith, and have repented of their sins. They've been baptized unto a remission of their sins and converted unto the Lord. We have peace again throughout the land. Let's all take a moment to enjoy this moment of happiness and reflect on the birth of our Savior. Now, I wish I could say that this was the end of the Book of Mormon, that it had a happy ending with all the people having faith in Christ, and we'd end this podcast on a high note. But unfortunately, the moment's over. Not five years after Christ was born, as he's starting kindergarten over in Israel, things in the Americas are starting to go downhill. Quote, "...the people began to forget those signs and wonders which they had heard, insomuch that they began to be hard in their hearts and blind in their minds." and began to disbelieve all which they had heard and seen. And thus did Satan get possession of the hearts of the people again, insomuch that he did blind their eyes and lead them away to believe that the doctrine of Christ was a foolish and a vain thing. And it came to pass that the people began to wax strong in wickedness and abominations. And they did not believe that there should be any more signs or wonders given." I give up. The people had believed in the birth of Christ, been converted to the Lord. They knew that the prophets had testified that Christ would visit them later, and yet they still couldn't maintain their faith. And like we've seen over and over again, as a result of the decline of their society, a war ensues that threatens to destroy them completely, which forces them to repent and call on God again for help, which they receive and then win the war. Quote, and it came to pass that they did break forth all as one in singing and praising their God for the great thing which he has done for them, in preserving them from falling into the hands of their enemies. And their hearts were swollen with joy unto the gushing out of many tears because of the great goodness of God in delivering them out of the hands of their enemies. And they knew it was because of their repentance and their humility that they had been delivered from an everlasting destruction. And now behold, there was not a living soul among all the people of the Nephites who did doubt in the least the words of all the pro- holy prophets who had spoken. For they knew that it must needs be that they must be fulfilled. And they knew that it must be expedient that Christ had come because of the many signs which had been given. Therefore, they did forsake all their sins and did serve God with all diligence day and night." End quote. All right, this time it's going to stick, right? Their hearts were swollen with joy unto the gushing out of many tears, They saw how God had saved them from their poor choices. They've received confirmation that all the words of the prophets are true. They recognized they'd been saved from an everlasting destruction. They felt God's love for them. These are the same feelings I had that led me to be baptized 12 years ago that I can never forget. I think the Nephites are finally going to make it this time. In the meantime, Christ is now in his late 20s, about to start his ministry to the people of Jerusalem. This is an exciting time. Quote, But it came to pass, in the twenty and ninth year, there began to be some disputing among the people, and some were lifted up unto pride and boastings, because of their exceedingly great riches, yea, even unto great persecutions. And the people began to be distinguished by ranks, according to their riches and their chances for learning. Yea, some were ignorant because of their poverty, and others did receive great learning because of their riches. And thus there became a great inequality in all the land. Insomuch that the church began to be broken up. Now the cause of this iniquity of the people was this. Satan had great power under the stirring up of the people to do all manner of iniquity and to the puffing them up with pride, tempting them to seek for power and authority and riches and the vain things of the world. And thus Satan did lead away the hearts of the people to do all manner of iniquity. Therefore they had enjoyed peace, but a few years. And thus in the commencement of this, the 30th year, they were in a state of awful wickedness. Now they did not sin ignorantly, for they knew the will of God concerning concerning them, for it had been taught unto them, therefore they did willfully rebel against God. Quote. So I guess what makes this so hard for me is that just a few years earlier, the Nephites seemed so committed to God. They were feeling God's love for them, receiving revelations from him, recognizing his hand guiding their lives. They seemed just as converted and dedicated to the gospel of Jesus Christ that I feel like I am. And yet it didn't last. Their faith fell away again. They got distracted by the world and allowed their careers, their wealth, their social media, their video games, their pride to draw them away from God. I'm struggling here to understand what the lesson is for you and I in the Book of Mormon. No matter what happens, no matter how strong their faith is, they still fall away. It's become predictable. And I wonder what hope there is for you and I if these Nephites can't even keep it together while Christ is literally walking the earth as we speak. But perhaps this is the lesson we're supposed to learn from all this. If we relate our lives to the Nephites, perhaps it's inevitable that you and I will also go through cycles of faith in our own lives. I've certainly seen that happen in my life just over the last 12 or 13 years. When I was first baptized, I considered walking away multiple times over the first 18 months. During the first year of my mission, I thought all the time about coming home and throwing in the towel. But my faith always came back stronger, and God was always there to embrace me when I returned to him. And so maybe the lesson we can learn from the Book of Mormon is that God is always here waiting for us. He's less concerned with our past decisions than he is with what we choose to do next. While our path back to God is almost certainly going to have periods of uncertainty, doubt, and as we saw with the Nephites, periods of bad choices, God will always love us. He will always be waiting for us. He will always be sending his angels to help us along the way, to bring us back to him. He will always forgive us. We will always be his children. So as you and I make the choice to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today, or perhaps like the Nephites did over and over, we allow ourselves to disregard that invitation for a season, let's remember this one fact, that God is there no matter which way we go. Christ is our Savior, regardless of whether we are following him. And they will never give up on us, no matter how many times we walk away from them. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.